Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome to today's episode of The Working Therapist. I'm your host, Hayden Bolick, and today we are talking about daily notes. Woohoo! <laughs> That's my little cheer. I'm sure out there everybody's cheering, daily notes, like their most favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. But I'm excited about this podcast today because I have written a blue billion daily notes in my life, and I've learned how to do a functional, purposeful daily note, and it doesn't kill me. And there's no blood, sweat, anguish, tears related to it. So I'm excited about this podcast because we're going to talk about how to write a good functional daily note. So if you're in there doing therapy every day and writing daily notes and all that, and your daily notes are taking you mm, a lot of extra time and you're doing them at night after you get home, sound familiar, or on the weekends, sound familiar, been there, done all that, or you're always behind, or if people are in the office, admin staff is talking and you have the reputation of, man, she's a great therapist, but man, is she behind on her daily notes? Been there, done that, got the t-shirt there too, then this podcast is for you and you should be excited. Or if you're the one who's like, hey, look, I got my daily notes done all the time, but you're thinking in the back of your head, there's an easy way to do this. This podcast is also for you because there is an easy way to do this and a hard way to do this. And really the easy way to do this is understanding the purpose of a daily note. And that's really where we're going to start. Daily notes are necessary evils. This is the gig you signed up for, people. If you're a therapist, you got to document. There's no way. If you breathe in, you breathe out. You do a therapy session, you do a daily note. You can't separate one from the other. One doesn't happen in isolation of the other. Whatever you did with that patient, you document it. That's the bottom line. That's it. In fact, it's so inherent in what we do, like breathing in, breathing out. As a therapist, doing a therapy session, writing a daily note. It's so inherent in what we do that when you read the Code of Ethics for Physical Therapy, Occupational Speech Therapy, it doesn't say in any of those Code of Ethics, write a daily note. It's just a given you write a daily note or a progress note or whatever you want to call it. But I call them all daily notes, and that's what I'm going to call them through this podcast, which is basically the documentation of what you did with that patient, and in my situation, children in therapy that day. So I'm going to talk kind of in children, but use the word adult and replace it with children if you want to, if you were an adult therapist. Anyway, but it's so inherent in what we do. Then the Code of Ethics, it doesn't even say write a daily note. It just is implied that you're going to write a daily note because you're going to write a daily note if you did therapy. Because what you have to think about is if you didn't document, then that session really didn't happen. I mean, who's to say it happened if you didn't document that it happened? You can say it happened all day long, but if you haven't documented, you got no proof. And think about it this way. If you do a session and you didn't document, there's no difference in the person who never did the session and didn't document, and they say they did it. Does that make sense if you're listening? Let me say it one more time. So if you did the session and you didn't document, there's really no difference in the person who never did the session and didn't document, but they just said it happened. You have to document, and it's non-negotiable. So go ahead and embrace that, love on it, know it. This is the gig you signed up for. You want to see patients? You have to document. If you're in the healthcare industry, congratulations, super de duper, you have to document. So, knowing that, and that's the non negotiable, and so that's the bottom line, we start from there, then you can do this hard or you can do this easy. 
And I say we do this easy. But to do that, you also have to understand the purpose of it. Because nothing can be functional if you don't understand the purpose or like, why am I doing this? I always got to know, why am I doing this? So let's look at the whole big picture. Why are you writing this daily note? It's not because somebody that where you're employed is saying, hey, I think it'll be great if we just have everybody write a daily note. The purpose of this is, number one, that the service happened. So again, like I said, if you didn't document, in effect, the service really never happened. So that's the first purpose. Your documentation is proof that the service actually happened. The second reason we document is because you have to write what you did. You need to document what you as a therapist or you as specialized knowledge and training did with that patient that day. It's vitally important. In all documentation, you have to be able to say what you did that's different than what, for example, a parent could have done or a teacher or somebody without your particular skill set could have done. So it's important to document what you did. Third reason you have to do it is because you have to document what the patient did because you've got to track progress. Now with healthcare reform and with insurance pre-authorizations, you have to document where this person is making progress. And really that's the point of therapy. I mean, we're in therapy to get better. So if you're not going somewhere or moving forward, we're wasting time. And your daily note documents that. So you have to document the patient's progress and what they did in that therapy session. And then not only does it document how this patient's improving, but the other purpose of the daily note is If, say, for example, there's two different therapists in a clinic, I saw a patient today, and some therapist is coming to see the patient tomorrow because I'm going to go fly off to the Bahamas on some fantastic vacation, and I'm not going to be there. So another therapist is coming by behind me tomorrow to see this patient. They have to know what the patient did and what I did so they can pick up therapy from the get-go, and it's not a waste of that child's session because each day that child is there in therapy, we've got to be moving forward. Like I said, if we're not moving forward, we're wasting time. So we've got to be moving forward, and that daily note documents the fact that we're moving forward, progress on goals is being made, and what I did to help that patient achieve that progress for the day. So that's the third reason that a daily note is important and why we write it. So if you start there and you understand the purpose of it, that it happened, what I did as a therapist, what specialized knowledge and skill set that I did to bring in to work with that patient to help them get better, and what that patient did to prove that they're getting better, that we're moving in the right direction, because that's the heart of what we do as therapy. So think about a daily note that way. And also just the purpose of it. If somebody comes in behind me to see the child the next day, they know what to do with that patient. So it's not wasting that patient's or that therapist's time either. The daily note's going to quick sum up, this is where we were yesterday, here's where to go for today then you're moving forward. So think about it like that. We're moving forward. This patient's making progress. This is what we do at Pediatric Developmental Therapy. This is what I talk about all the time. It feeds back into our why. Why do we do what we do? We're here because we're here to help children improve and get better with whatever little area in their life that they're having a difficult time with or whatever problem they've got. What we do is we help improve areas where they're weaker so that they can go and live their own life. And in the process, we also educate parents. That's our why. That's why I do what I do. I like to help children and families. That's very exciting for me. So that's why we do what we do. And a daily note just documents that. Think of it that way. So if you think of it in a bigger, broader picture than, oh, I just got to write this daily note because it's just somebody told me at the office I have to do this. Think of it a little bit bigger and broader. Then it can help you in your head sort of make friends with the idea of the daily note. Your attitude gets a little bit better. When I say make friends, I mean, you know, embrace it. 
just basically what I'm saying is get a better attitude about it, you know, then it's not so bad. And then also when you start thinking of it that way, you're thinking functionally and functional use of a daily note. So anyway, that's the first thing. Now I'm going to talk about daily notes and the framework of a soap note. Most people in graduate schools are trained in soap notes and how to write soap notes. That's kind of an industry standard in a soap note. You don't have to write a soap note. Some places don't make you do that. But basically the same information is in every good daily note that's in a soap note. So whether you call yours a soap note or something else. Documentation is all the same, but I'm going to talk in terms of a soap note. So in graduate school, we all learned how to write a big, long soap note. And that's great. It's great training. I need to understand and write in detail. I don't know if you're like me, but in graduate school, I would you know spend 30 minutes to an hour writing one soap note to turn it into my professors and they would mark it all up. And then I would take it back and spend another 30 minutes to an hour fixing it give it back to them, mark it all up, you know, so on. So by the time I was done with one soap note, I'd spent several hours on it. Well, that's great because it taught me, okay, this is all the stuff that needs to go in the S section, the subjective section. This is all the stuff and why it needs to go in the O section, the objective section. This is what needs to happen in the assessment section and why, kind of the theory behind it. So it helped build a framework and help me understand the bigger purpose and all the rules and regulations of what really needs to be documented in there. Not the fact, you know, child donned glasses, or sometimes that's important. Child wore pretty pink hair bows. That's not that important. It doesn't need to go in a daily note anywhere. I'm sure the Airbows were great, but doesn't need to be in a daily note. So that in graduate school is perfect and great training, and everybody needs it, and you've all got to do it, and most therapists did it. But then what happens is you get out into the working world, and you're seeing eight, nine, ten patients in a day, and you're fresh out of time for a three-hour-long daily note. You don't have time, and you can't do it, and it's not functional. But you've got that framework that you learned from graduate school, which is perfect. So now you got a framework and you got 10 kids you just saw in a day and you don't have time to write a big long daily note. So let's talk about each section and kind of go through the importance and what you do. First thing I do when I'm doing a daily note is I do the easiest things possible. And the easiest things for me are the S and the P because I'm not going to write that much. In the S section, in the subjective section, I'm writing patient seen at in whichever clinic site I'm at, or the home, patient seen at the home, patient seen at the school, patient seen at whatever clinic location we're talking about, one of our three clinics, or wherever I saw the patient. If it's important for me to document that the patient was accompanied to therapy by the mom or the dad or the aunt or the uncle, I will write that. But normally, their patients accompanied to the therapy by the same person every time. I'll write it if something's different. But if the patient's always accompanied by the mom or the dad or the aunt, for example, then I don't usually write something unless it's different. So the S section, I can quickly write it if I'm having to write everything by freehand. A lot of times in the EMR systems that we have now, there's a cut and paste or a automatic fill-in-the-blank section with this S section. And so usually I can cut and paste from my older daily notes or there's a drop-down menu or something. So I make use of the drop-down menu or whatever tool there is. So all I got to do is basically push one or two buttons and patient scene at the blank clinic is in there every single time. I can write that all of about mm, three seconds. If three seconds, maybe one, time me, I don't know. And then I go straight down to the P. Nobody said I had to do this in a certain order, and I'm not doing this in a certain order because I'm seeing 10 kids a day. And so if something on a piece of paper or on a computer screen is better than nothing. So if I've got patients back to back to back to back, if I can get the S and the P done first before I move on to that next patient, then I got something on a piece of paper, and that's a beautiful thing. So I go from the S and I go straight down to the P, which is continue plan of care is written. 
That's generally what I write in my piece section. If I need to write something where the plan was altered or I need to add something that was different for that one day, I will. Otherwise, I'm doing exactly what I do in the S section and I write quickly, continue plan of care as written. And that's what's in my P section. And then if you want to read my plan of care, go back and read the plan of care. But basically, it's the plan of care and that's in there. So the first daily note that takes me the longest is the first one after I've changed the goals because I'll write in there the new S part and the new P part. And then after that, for the next six months, I just continue on with what I've got unless I need to document something different. So then I've got my S and my P done. Then I go to my O. So say I've doing my kids all day and I've got a break for lunch. Well, at lunchtime, I've yet, and however many years I've been doing this therapy gig, had a lunch where I wasn't documenting something. So I look at lunchtime for me as lunchtime slash I'm documenting for the day. So this is a time management issue. I could have a lunch and I could sort of chat it up with everybody in the office and see what's happening. And I do like to do that. I like to know what's happening with people I work with. I like to be friendly. I like to do that. But think about your time management. You got to get these daily notes done and you want to leave the end of the day with them done. So I'm eating lunch and I'm typing up my daily notes as hard as I can. So I see my kids in the morning. I sit down, I grab my lunch because I pack it and I'm eating and I'm typing away. And also, This is sort of the gig you signed up for when you got to be a therapist. You kind of signed up for a working lunch, and it is what it is. It's a salary position. You're a professional, and you got to get your stuff done. And it means maybe sometimes you can chat it up in the office and do that, but most of the time it means you've really got to sit down and just get these daily notes done. And I don't mean to sound too hardcore about it, but really it's your professional obligation to get them done. It's not a if or maybe I'll get my daily notes done. It's I'm going to get my daily notes done and time management. And honestly, I'd really rather be able to leave my daily end of the day with having seen my kids and finish my daily notes. So I'm just going to eat my sandwich and type. So I sit down at lunch. I've gotten my S and my P's done because I've done those in between my clients. But then I sit down at lunch and I'm going to write the O and the A. So you go to write your O section. Well, the first thing you got to think about with your O section is it actually happened three months ago or whenever you wrote your plan of care. So you're going to write your plan of care. You're writing your new goals. Right then, I cut and paste my new goals that I've written, and I create a daily note. And I'm talking about in electronic medical records. I'm not talking about like paper. If you're doing paper, number one, God bless you, honey. Whew, Lord, you're doing paper. But I'm hoping you're not. I'm hoping you're doing a computer. If you are doing paper, you're still writing your evaluation, I'm sure, on your Word document. I'm sure it's electronic. And even if you're writing your daily note, I'm sure you got a template of the paper somewhere. So cut and paste your goals. Take your goals off your plan of care, cut and paste them, and stick them on a daily note. If it's an electronic daily note, if it's a paper daily note. I don't care. Cut and paste your goals and stick them on there. Number one, I can't remember my goals from session to session. I got an idea of where I'm working with every single child, but I could not tell you. If you listed off all my kids that I'm seeing and you wanted me to recite every one of their goals, like I am fresh out. I am too old for that. I can't do it. But I know generally where they're going and I know generally where they've been, but I couldn't repeat every single goal. But I'm not going to start that therapy session without knowing those goals. So Come and talk to me right during that therapy session or right thereafter, and I can list their goals off like nobody's business. So I'm not going into a therapy session unprepared and not knowing my goals, but I couldn't sit down here and list off every single goal for every single patient I saw. If you can do that, rock on with your bad self, but I can't. So when you write your plan of care, you're writing your new goals, cut and paste your goals and put them on your daily note in whatever format's on, electronic or paper, it doesn't matter. Write them there so it's in your O section from then on for the next six months, and you never have to think about it again. And then what happens is every single session thereafter, I'm just copying those goals over to my new note, 
copying them over to the new note again, over and over and over again. So your goals are in your O, and then right underneath the goals are your therapeutic-specific interventions, what you did. And now think about this. You did something. Verb, action. You did something. So all of your things that you're writing are going to be action words. Everything. Everything you did needs to be action word. And if you also think in that framework in terms of an action word, number one, it's a better daily note. And number two, it's easier and faster. Also, nobody said that you got to do this thing grammatically correct. And I'm not saying misspell words and have tons of typos, but who said you got to write this thing in a sentence? Bullet point that bad boy. Forget a sentence. If I'm the therapist and I'm coming in behind you to see the daily note and to write and to see that child, I don't want a sentence. It's much easier for me to read a bullet point. So bullet point this thing out of what you did and write action words. And some good action words to use are things like analyzed, assessed, modified, instructed, reduced, inhibited, modeled, facilitated, prompted, incorporated. Those are all action words. They're all I did something words. And that's what needs to happen. So for example, one thing you could write, which I wouldn't, but here's a bad example. The therapist provided instructed cues for how to produce PB and M in the initial position of words. Too long, too wordy, you don't need all that. Instead, you just do bullet point and instructed on correct lip positioning for PB and M production. See, much better. I know where you are, and I don't have to read all that mess if I'm the therapist coming behind you, and it's just a bullet point. So forget those sentences and those narrative long paragraphs. Just bullet point it out and use action words. And that's going to describe to somebody, an insurance company, another therapist, to yourself, what you did that section, and that you provided skilled intervention that had to be done by a speech therapist, an occupational therapist, or a physical therapist. That's the other big section of the O. And also, whatever section you want to call it in your daily note, you have to document specialized, skilled knowledge that you had versus somebody else. Because most of the insurance companies are trying not to pay you. And so they want to know, why is it this child need a speech therapist? Could the teacher have done that? Could the parent have done that? Why do we need an occupational or a speech therapist or a physical therapist to do what happened here? And if you haven't documented correctly, you're really not justifying what you're doing with that child every time in therapy, and that's a problem. So justify what you did and action words, bullet point it to make it easier on yourself. Nobody said this thing had to be grammatically correct. You're not turning it into an English teacher. And also, for all these overachievers out here, and I know everybody, therapists that are listening, you're all overachievers. I know you are now because you've got a graduate degree. So you're not getting an A or an F on this daily note. You need a check or a minus. So just do what the insurance company and the documentation standards tell you to do. You don't have to be the best. You're not getting an A. The best is you met all the standards and you're functional, writing a functional daily note. That is a check. A negative is not doing it. So you want a smiley face, not a frowny face. Think in terms of that. Remember, I work with kids, so I think in terms of like a preschooler. And honestly, that really works for like all areas of your life. But it also works for this daily note. You're not trying to get an A. You're trying to get a check. So think about that in terms of writing your daily note. Also, think like an insurance company. They tell you what they want in their daily note. Medicaid tells you what they want. There's documentation standards. 
whatever state you're in, there's documentation standards. Make sure you've got those standards. Print them out. Read them. We here at PDT, we hand them out in orientation. We review them with a therapist. We review them in orientation. We review them at your 30-day review, your 60-day review, your 90-day review. We review them in team meetings thereafter. I'm sure that when we're doing that, people are all just a flutter with excitement. But we do review them. And so we know what our documentation standards are, and we do that. We don't do more than that. We do that because that's our standard. That's our benchmark. If we are abiding by the Medicaid rules and regulations, pretty much every other insurance company or in our situation, every other insurance company follows their standards are less than Medicaid. So if you're meeting those standards and guidelines and meeting what your code of ethics and the licensure board says that you're supposed to do, then you're fine. Those are our standards. And we're trying to all get a check. If you give them more than that, it just confuses the issue and there's no need in it. Okay, so the next section you've got is your A section. And the A section is what the child did. Again, I bullet point that and I relate it back to the goals. So I write, again, not complete sentences, just bullet points. But I'm very clear to make sure I write exactly what the child did, but in a functional way so that somebody coming in after me will know where the child was at the end of my session and where to pick up and where to go. And then also in a functional way so that I can show progress because a lot of time these daily notes are being used to turn into the insurance company to get more authorization. In some situations, that's the case. And so they need to see how the child has progressed from one session to the next to the next and how they responded to my therapeutic interventions, how they're responding to the goals, how they're moving forward. If we're not moving forward, we're wasting time. So we got to be moving forward, and I've got to document that. So the A section is completely what the child did. This is the fun section of the daily note because I like to document what the child did. I like to document how they responded to what I did. I'm analyzing anyway how they responded to what I did. During every session, I'm thinking, did that work? How did that work? Did that work? I want to keep going with that. No, I'm not going to do that as much. Less of that, more of this. You know, should I have modeled it less, modeled it more? And I get excited. That's the exciting part that the child made progress and moved forward. So this is the easiest part of the daily note for me to write, and I can whip that bad boy off in no time. And that's the A. And so you should think about it like that. That's where you're documenting what the child did and how they move forward. So that's the A section of the daily note. So then at that point, your daily note's done. Every daily note should take you about, I usually tell people, three to five minutes. If it's taking you more than five minutes, then you need to back off somewhere and think about really what you're writing and where you're wasting time in that daily note and where it's causing you pain and anguish. Because you've got something in there that doesn't need to be if it's taking you more than three to five minutes or the system that you've got is a bad system or you're really not being efficient. Maybe you're not using technology. Computer and technology is one of our core competencies here at PDT. And so use the computer. It's a tool. It's a device to help you make your life easier. So use it like that. It lets you cut and paste. Most EMR systems will let you save phrases and wording and like a lot of those verbs I read off to you. It'll let you save those phrases so that you can just click a couple buttons and they'll just pop in your daily note. So use it. Make sure you're using your system to its full capabilities because really that will make your life so much easier. If you're writing a daily note, then just, hey, take some of those verbs that I use and other verbs that you use. If you're writing a lot of daily notes, you've got your own kind of wording you're coming up with. So make yourself a little cheat sheet and stick it on the top of your planner or something. Cut a list of verbs that you use. And if you're new to this, Get you a list of verbs like what I said or a list of like little phrases and put them on a little sheet, literally cut it, 
and paste it out and stick it on top of your planner or whatever that you're using to keep your schedule with. If you're going with paper, then I'm sure you've got other paper or you've got something that you're carrying around with you. So literally stick a list of those verbs on there. If you're using EMR, then program those into your EMR system somewhere because I haven't seen an EMR system yet where you couldn't program phrases and words and things into your daily note system to cut and paste. They're designed to do that. They're designed to make it easier. But a lot of times you got to put your own phrases and words in there. So learn how to use your system and then use it. That's one of our core competencies. You're a professional. You know, that's part of what's the expectation of if it's taking you 10 minutes to write a daily note, then analyze what it is you're doing and fix it because you're doing something wrong. Three to five minutes tops. And it takes a little practice to get to three to five minutes. It really does. So cut yourself a little bit of slack, but really speed yourself up and think about this. What I like to do and what brings me joy is seeing patients and working with families. Like I love that and working with other therapists. I like that a whole lot too. But that brings me joy. Writing a daily note, not as much joy. <laughs> but I want to meet the standards. I got to write them. So I'm going to do that. I got to meet the standards or I'm not going to get paid. And if I'm not going to get paid, I can't keep seeing kids and families that much longer. So I got to get paid and I got to write my daily note. So I can find joy if it is functional and I can get it done quickly so that I can really free up my creative energies and efforts and my time to spend more time in planning therapy, doing therapy, working with other therapists, working with families. That brings me a lot of joy and that's what I want to do. So that's a time management issue. It's also planning and organizing. You know, sometimes it'll save you tons of time down the road if you just get some of that data input it into your EMR system for you to use later. It's a good use of several hours of your time to plan and organize to save you tons of times later. And again, like I said, you're a professional. So take your stuff home at night, program stuff in, and you're going to be better off for it all day long during the day. You can actually get your daily notes done and be done at the end of the day. Because at the end of my day, I talked about what I did during lunch, but at the very end of my day, I finish up my daily notes for those afternoon kids. And then boom, baby, I am done with that. And I can go home and do my home stuff because that also makes me better professional is spending time at home with non-work related things so that I can come back and do a good job the following day. And that's important. It needs to happen. So the other big things that have to go on to make it a good daily note is you've got to have a legible name and a signature. So that has to go on there. The amount of time you spent with a child in therapy, the date that I actually saw the child, the fact that I'm a speech therapist and speech therapy happened, the discipline needs to be on the daily note. Some places make you do time in and time out, and some EMR systems automatically mark in time in and time out. That's fine. For our Medicaid guidelines, we don't have to do a time in and a time out, but it's in our EMR system so we can use it. But there is a date stamp for that signature, which is fine, a date and time stamp for the signature, which is good. Some other nice things that can be on a daily note is the child's diagnosis, the physician that the child or the referring physician. Sometimes those are on a daily note. I don't know that they're necessarily required, but it's sometimes very nice, helpful information to have. But those are the big standards that have to happen in a daily note. So think about this sort of globally this daily note is just to think about the purpose and function and use of a daily note. And then you can, like I said, really start to make friends with it. So the other important thing to talk about with daily notes is this. Don't get behind. <laughs> Your goal is to have them done at the end of every day. And think of it in terms of workflow and habits. Because workflow is a habit. And once you get that habit, so that you're doing your daily notes and your expectation for yourself is that they're done at the end of the every day. It makes your life so much easier. 
But the worst case scenario, because life does happen and sometimes, you know, you get interrupted during lunch, you can't get them done, or at the end of the day, you just couldn't get them all done. Life happens and we all live in the real world. So you have to have them for yourself. Your non-negotiable is that they need to be done by the end of the day on Friday, at the end of your work week. That's your non-negotiable, that you're staying around until you can get them all done and finished up so you can close out your week. And there's going to be some weeks when you got to stick around a little bit longer than maybe you really want to. But again, you're a professional, and this is the gig you signed up for. You have to do them, you know? Some weeks you're going to be out of there, no time done, beautiful, perfect, the moon and the sun aligned and stars and everything's done, and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and you are done, baby. But there's other times, and that's not going to work out. So you got to get it done. That's the way it is. That should be your non-negotiable, is at the end of the day on Friday, all your daily notes for that week are done. And don't get into this situation. Don't get in that deep, dark hole of daily notes undone, months, weeks of daily notes undone. That's a bad place to be. Number one, they're not accurate. You can't remember what you did a week ago or two weeks ago in therapy or much less a month ago. So your daily notes are all of a sudden not accurate. And then you get the label of she's a great therapist or he's a great therapist, but man, his documentation is so behind. Because the admin staff, I got news, that's what they're saying behind your back. Because they need that documentation done because they can't get your kids authorized for insurance without it. Or, God forbid, you get audited. I mean, Lord have mercy. If you don't have your daily notes done and the therapy session didn't happen and then you're really in a mess. The admin staff is saying, man, you know, she's great to work with. Or, man, or he's so nice. I love working with him. He's great. He's fabulous. Great therapist. We have patients talking about how great he is. His daily notes, his, his paperwork is so far behind all the time. I mean, really? You want to work that hard as a therapist and your profession that you've chosen and your passion to be labeled as a, ugh, he's always behind. Uh Uh-uh. No, you work too hard. You don't want that. So don't get behind. Okay, so let's bottom line up front this whole podcast and what we've learned. When I say bottom line up front, I mean, just give me the basics. Bottom line up for me. What did I learn here? Number one, what you learned is daily notes are non-negotiable. They're not the root of all evil. They have to happen. A therapy session didn't happen if it wasn't documented, in essence, really. And they're not so terrible. Think about them. They're more functional. And if you can think about them functionally, then they're really not so bad. So to write a good daily note, number two, the big thing we learned is know your documentation standards. And most states, Medicaid and Medicare, have the most rigors in terms of standards. And if you meet their standards, then you're good for pretty much every insurance company. So know what your standards are, know what your documentation requirements are, and do that. You don't need to do more than that. You don't do less than that. You do that. Meet those guidelines and meet those stipulations. The third thing is the purpose of a daily note and how you can sort of make them more functional is also communicate really what happened with that patient so that they're going somewhere, they're moving somewhere, they're making progress, they're getting better, which that's what we do. And a daily note documents and supports that and helps us to justify what we did with the therapy so that the patient continues to get therapy and justify what we did and why we're here at all and why we had to even see the child in therapy. So if you think of them like that, then daily notes really don't get to be so bad. But also ways to keep daily notes manageable are think about your own time management skills and how you spend your time during the day and when you get your daily notes done. Also that tells you a lot about your workflow and getting good workflow habits, also planning and organizing. You know, sometimes a little bit of work and extra work up front and planning and organizing side saves you tons of times on the back side. So 
sometimes put a little extra energy and effort in there. So think about daily notes in your work and your non-negotiables. At the end of the week on Friday, your daily notes need to be done. And really, your daily notes really need to be done every day before you close out the day. But when life happens, Friday afternoon is your non-negotiable, your daily notes are done. You also probably have guidelines at where you work, like us here, for example. Okay, well, I hope that was helpful, and I hope now you're going to make friends with daily notes and not think so negatively about them if you were thinking negatively. They're not so bad. They just have to be managed. You can wrangle that beast. But really what you want to do is you just want to meet those standards so then you can spend your time, energy, and effort with therapy and with what we're passionate about, what we're excited about doing. So that's really my goal at the end of the day. Let me spend more time with what brings me joy versus spending time with what is causing me a headache. <laughs> so, And if daily notes get out of control, it can cause you a headache. So I hope this information today is something that you're going to be able to use in your practice and your daily work that you're doing in terms of getting your daily notes done and making friends with the whole daily note concept. In addition to that, if you would like more resources, if you're interested in other podcasts that we've done and you like this information today, check out our website at www.pediatricdt.com. We've got lots of different podcasts or lots of information there. Also, you can subscribe to the Working Therapist podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. So check us out at both of those places and you can subscribe to this podcast there. Thanks everybody for listening. I enjoyed spending this time with you and I will catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 